0: Yo, we're back. We got a good one today. We got my man Maurice, runway billionaire Bowman. He's going to be here talking about financial literacy, teaching it all to your kids, figuring out hey, you know, is your path aligning to you and who you are, and really showing up every fucking day. So we're jumping on there and how to be good parents, teach about money, teaching about flipping that mindset of the old habits. He used to be a tattoo artist, realized that it was working long hours, taking him away from his family. You guys are gonna love this dude.
1: Why they act like tools, can't win at the same time It's more than just sales and scaling your business with me and my. When the kitchen got hot, we kept it moving With us, there's always room for improvement
0: Show going. You're going to have to leave a five star rating and review down. Let us know how this podcast went. Let us know how it's going. Then subscribe to our newsletter. You can do that by going to the show notes and clicking or going to winnersparadigm.com. That's where you're going to know about everything, the Winner's Paradigm, Alpha Influence Media. You're going to learn about how to be able to produce a top-notch podcast in 20 minutes and everything in between that's going to allow you to recalibrate your mindset and re out your story. You guys are going to want to stick around because, man, this thing's going to get powerful. And the way that you do that is by joining our Facebook group, The Winner's Recalibration. We talk everything recalibrating mindset and get better as men, as people. Perfect. My man Maurice the runaway billionaire brother. It's good to have you finally on the show. I know it's gonna be a good one today brother but before we get started, let's hear a little bit about how you grew up brother who you are and what you're passionate about today man.
1: Oh man man so I grew up in the streets of Philadelphia. You know, I got a common story that a lot of people probably can relate to mom on drugs. Dad wasn't there. You know, we spent some time in a shelter and that environment didn't necessarily consume me. Like I saw everything that was going on around me. I was just like, it got to be something more to got to be something more to life. From high school, I actually got into the tattoo industry, right? Like I got into tattoos, like in my senior year of high school, was tattooing everybody in school. I took that business and I literally, like that was my first job. I never really had a job, it was like my first career. I did that for 15 years. I became one of the youngest black tattoo shop owners in the world to open up. And it went from there to pretty much to me getting into this investor mode. I had generated a lot of revenue, created a great reputation for myself as a, you know what I mean? Just as a as an individual and as a businessman, but I was still stuck behind a chair. So I started investing in like real estate and then found this particular niche in the ecom space and the internet, what I call wild money, and that's what that's what literally like led me to this to, to where we are today. So I'm super excited about that. That's what I'm passionate about helping other people make money online and monetize their expertise, their digital products, their coaching programs, and do it from the comfort of their home or the comfort of a beach. Man, I just love it. That's
0: awesome, brother, and I, and I love the way that you say that. And the key there, you know, you mentioned it. You know, at a young age, you realize that this isn't the life, and I know exactly how it is for me a little bit different so grew up in fresno so whole middle of california not much yeah. going on there so when you get older you know either doing drugs and drugs yeah. gang banging playing sports you know so for yeah. me at a young age, my dad taught me how to be a hustler. And that was him. So I had, you know, seeing him get a Corvette and seeing, you know, his buddies yeah. come in with butterfly doors on their car and yeah. gator rims. And I'm like, bro, this is the shit, you know, so I always grew up that and then other side of the house, you know, conservative house, on my mom's side racist stepdad. So he's telling yeah. me some shit, black people, you know, you grow out your hair, you're gonna be ghetto and all day, and I'm, I'm sitting here with Adam and I'm like, and then I'm, I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're, you're right. But am I a reflection of you if you're the one teaching me? So it was funny. is like seeing both of the two things. And on the other side, you know, they're so concerned about everybody else. They're so concerned about doing well that they're just like below average and it was something where it was like sometimes we didn't have money so that's where i was just like bro i don't need this shit so i made side yeah. hustles for myself to where like you know, all my friends were doing shit go over there hey man let me go get you some chips from the store and then i created a hustle for myself brother so it was yeah. learning you know how to be able to manipulate how to be able to Integrate myself into whatever, but also learning, you know, how to protect yourself, how to provide for your own at a young age. So, for sure. you, brother, when you were taking that mindset and you see all this adversity, you're going through, you're sifting in, you start building that business. What was that mindset like when you had that shift and you understood, like, hey, man, you know, some of the things you were thinking, some of the things you were ingrained in, taught about, you're like, bro, this shit's not going to serve me anymore.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I grew up in an environment where, you know, they selling drugs on a block, you know what I mean? And I see these dudes get locked up and then they come back a couple months later, a week later, you get what I'm saying? And I will just be like, man, that can't be no way to live. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it gotta be another way to make money. But I understand the environment creep puts us in the in the survival, you know what I mean? A survival attitude. And I already had the survival attitude because we didn't really have much or nothing. Like, you know what I mean? So it was just me, bro. It's more so survival. Just me understanding, like, nobody's coming to save you. Like, nobody's coming with a million dollar check they're going to write you a million dollar check and be like, hey, you talented. Like, no, you put the work in. So for me, it was just was like, am I am I really willing to put the work in for what I want? And that's what that's what just became, you know, my driving force. Like, yo, just wanting more than what was around me, just wanting more than what I see, just wanting more than, you know, I mean, the average person will want. And I knew that if I worked hard and eventually I would get it. I didn't know how I was going to get it. I didn't know when I was going to get it. But I knew that if I just work hard, I dedicate myself that I knew I'll get it. So. So, you know, I, I, I dedicated to just being a hustler. Just just like, okay, cool. I had tattoos and I said to myself, I was like, yo, I remember one day was March 16, 2008. And the reason why I remember that day, because that was the day that like literally like changed, like that was the day that gave me the like idea that was like, no, this is, this is going to be the thing that's going to get me out the hood. So I cut school with some girls. Well, they cut school with me because I had the work schedule. So they cut school and I had tattooed a few girls. And normally like three o'clock, like I had like this little, this little gig that, that like, that I was doing at the time, like the one job that I did ever have. And I had to go to this job. It was like super part-time, it was dietary. And by three o'clock, I had like $300 and like, that's what I would, that's what I would make those two weeks at the job. And like, at that moment, like just in those few hours, I was like, yo, I just made basically what I would make in two weeks, just in a few hours. And I still had like a few more girls to tattoo. I was like, I'm never, I'm never going to work for nobody again. I'm just going to dedicate myself to this and whatever comes with it. I'm just going to deal with it, but I'm never stopped. I'm never stopped because at that point, like I saw the potential of me betting on me. And that was like really, really the driving force of me just committing. That's what really allowed me to go all in.
0: Man. I love that brother. And that's, that's some real shit right there. You know, when you get to that suck and then you realize like, Hey, I can do that, you know, from meet was that too, you know, it was yeah. hustling sales job. I got out the military and it was like, all right, got away from home. Yeah. And, and, and in that, you know, it's like, you learn so much about yourself, like go away from home. One of my cousins got stabbed nine times. Uh, Due to be strung out on meth, would send people after me, and it'd be funny because my old homies that I was in elementary school with, like, "Hey man, he's claiming this, what you claiming?" And I'm like, "Shit, mute myself." Right, just me. Yeah, so I was just like, "Man, you know, it it wasn't serving me with what was around." So I started focusing my energy, you know, on on that, and then getting into sales jobs that just didn't click with me, and it was something where it was like, "Bro, just go in there," and you're like, "I'm making sixteen bucks an hour." Doing yeah. This bullshit, hustling, working eighty hours, like, and getting me to where I want to be. So once I jumped into business, started learning about shit, and getting the hard knocks, it was like, bro, okay, you know, now you really know what that capacity is. So for yeah. you, brother, I know the Wi-Fi money is what made it happen. What is Wi-Fi money? You know, how do we be able to work with you if somebody were to be interested in that, brother?
1: Yeah, I mean, basically, you could just come in, come into my come to my insta. I do a lot of live free trainings where you can actually, you know, in and get some resources. But essentially what Wi-Fi money is, is basically just for you being able to create money as long as you got WiFi on a laptop or a cell phone, right? Like a, a lot of my wealth came from digital products. Now I made a, a lot of money in tattooing. Like I won some awards, travel around the world. It provided a great life for my family. I was able to do some things that I I probably wouldn't have never been able to do, you know, just just the nine to five, right? But then I got this idea. I was like, yo, like I'm 15 years in. I'm seeing people in a game that been in 30 years, and I'm not judging nobody, but I'm looking at the quality of their life like I'm like yo I've been in this game since I was 18. I've been in this 15 years. What what like what does 15 more years look like? Like what does the quality of that person look like? And I see a lot of these dudes, I see a lot of them stressed out, depressed, not making enough, not making enough money, not really, you know, not really flourishing how they need to be. Like, you spend 30 years in the game. Like, you should have it locked in. You should have a chain of shops. You should have artists. You should have a, you know me I mean, a big brand that's supporting itself. And I just didn't see that with a lot of people. So I had this idea. I was like, man, if I don't get a hold of this, I'm going to die behind this chair. And like, literally- was like that was what came over me and I was like y'all gotta figure something else out so what I did was I literally start all the people that was coming to get tattoos from me like they all started to ask me like a question and with that question I was like man like so many people keep asking me like how I do this how I do that how I do this and it's like I got this other gift that I'm not really monetized that people keep asking me about and giving away for free that I could be getting paid for. So what I did was I really just sat down and I wrote down a list of all of the things that people was asking me how, like, You know, I had took my money that I was making in tattooing. I invested in a hair salon. I had a hair salon right next door to my tattoo shop. I had a lash studio right across the street. I had a barbershop right down the street. I had event space. So I had opened up these businesses in like one year, right? So now, like the neighborhood, like knew about me, and this was just me investing because I'm like, yo, I want my next 15 years to be, you know, to be epic. And a lot of people kept asking me how did I like open up all these businesses, like how did I get the capital and stuff like that. And not realizing how I'm, I'm gonna say, like, my community wasn't really financially literate when it comes to, like, oh, I just used a credit card for this. I just used, you know, what I mean, a credit card for this. And this is how I got in. I didn't come out of my pocket. And to be honest with you, bro, I didn't realize that, you know, what I mean, a lot of our people wasn't up on like that. So when people was asking me, I was just giving this game away. So I start hosting different workshops and I would have hundreds of people show up and I was doing these for free, just like I still do them for free today because I still feel like, yo, I got to give people the knowledge. Right. And, and like hundreds and hundreds of people would show up. And then I was just like, man, I can't keep showing up. Like I want to spend time with my family, the kids and all that. It's kind of like, I got like four jobs because I got the tattoos. I got these other businesses that I got to watch. So I was like, how about I just put that in a digital product? That way I could make it one time and get paid over and over and over again. And that's exactly what I did. And the response that I got from people was like, yo, this changed my life. I was able to do this. I was able to get this. So it just allowed for me to create more products because people start asking more questions. And the one thing I want to tell y'all and I want to leave y'all with, somebody is asking you how, like somebody asked you how probably in the last 30, 60, 90 days, if somebody asked you how, that question mark is not a question mark, it's a dollar. Sign. That's something that you could be monetizing. Somebody believe and see something in you that you can help them with a problem that you can solve for them. I would take that problem. I would create a solution for it. I would just put it in a digital form so you could sell it and scale it. That's the that's, that's thing, man. Sell it and scale it.
0: Bro, that's fire. And, that, and that's something I just learned about too, I started doing podcast production, building my own agency in the back. And then I learned yeah. how to be able to put out a podcast in 20 minutes. And it was something where it was like, I could either do that or do it for somebody. And it was the yeah. power of like, Hey man, you know, getting my systems intact and yeah. you just wait 10 minutes and the other 10 minutes you're going to be done. So yeah. it was something for me where it was like, all right, you know, that's the breakthrough because people were yeah. asking like, Hey man, how you doing this? And I'm talking about, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm publishing two, maybe one every day. And, and it was something where it was like, just figure out what's going to work. And then yeah. when I started doing it more and more, you know, getting those questions, you learn about, Hey, what it specifically is. So I love the way you said that definitely about business is people yeah. went to, they definitely showed you know, how you are as a leader, brother. So what does that impact look like for you now, when you're being present with the family, you know, when you're showing up for the kids and you're making sure, you know, you're the best you can be for them.
1: Oh man. It's, it's amazing because I always say like, kids don't want a perfect parent they want a present parent and that was some of the things that like I felt like like I spent a lot of hours in a tattoo shop to where though like i literally get off I'll go grab them from school take them home and the next time I see them is in the morning when I'm dropping them off for school so now it's more so like we have that time to build we have that time to structure I have that time to pour into my kids and teach them my logics and my theories and not just rely on the school system to do it. And then also they see the entrepreneurial side of things. So they actually present and they get to see, you know what I mean, what daddy's doing and see how I handle business. And now they have their own products. They have their own, you know, their businesses. That's the dope thing is like, you felt like you hit some point of success when you like, dang, my kids understand this at a young age. They know what credit cards is. They know what LCs is. You know, we've been on private jets. We, you know what I mean? We, we, We've hit a level where they they can experience certain things. Like I remember one time I took my kid to Bali. We had hopped like three countries. We went to Australia, we went to Bali, Hong Kong, and Bangkok, Thailand. And uh, he had went back to school and his teacher was like, "Nah, you didn't do all that. And he, he like every day, I had him write down like a, a journal entry of like what he did today and had him get picture and attach it to the picture. And he gave her the book. And she was just like, like, she called me and she was like, yo, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, your son been, like tell like telling me every day. Like, you know what I mean? He was going to Bali and I was like, yo, he didn't do that. And then my other son, he was like, he's like, yeah, no, we like, they asked him what they do on the weekend. He's like, we went on a private jet. And this and the third, she was like, no, you went on an airplane. He's like, no, we went on a private jet. Like, you know what I'm saying? And was able to really like explain. And like for me, like it's not about the flex of like, oh yeah, my kid went on a private jet. It's the fact that they have the experience, right? And then they are able to be less impressionable about the things that society push on them. Like, hey, let's do this. Like, like we've been doing that, right? Like my my kids been learning about gun safety, sees credit, real estate. You you know, we we have all those things. So it's like when we walk into properties, I'm telling them like, hey, this is your property. Like, how do you want these floors to look? How do you want this paint to look? What do you want the backsplash to look like? I'll let you pick these things out so for me that's that's really the impact to show them the ownership and like 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 why they're doing this you get what i'm saying like i feel like before it was just like man i gotta hustle because i gotta take care of them and like now they are part of the vision and they understand it so like when they got to shoot a podcast they understand the result of me doing that, right? So, like, it's it, it shows up different, bro, in so many different ways. Some I can't even put into words. It's it's amazing, bro.
0: Bro, that's powerful, and I love the way that you said that because that was something in my heart artist told me was dude's not cheap and I love it you know what I mean he does he does yeah. good-ass work and it was something where he told me that he's like hey you know people bitch about it he's like he said one of his buddies sold his car to be able to get some more tattoos and he was saying like hey man like it takes time away from his family so that's why they up, up the prices that's why they only work specific times because yeah. you're not going to be present at all times and that so I was like man you know good fucking point because yeah you know yeah. I'm getting a tattoo 3 p.m he could be out 3 p.m on a Saturday with his family you know so it was something that clicked for me and I love the way that you said that about your uh because that was something i talked to my wife about the other day we're doing the the vision boards and i'm over here talking about g wagon the maybach and she's just like looking at me and she's like are you just looking or whatever and i go yeah Yeah. you know there's one flex i'm gonna do because i love gucci main and i've always loved gucci and that's where i'm like hey eventually it's going to be, you know, yellow Lambo, <laughs> yellow yeah. suit. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to rent it. because I heard events will break down. And I was like, so that's my flex eventually. But I was like, yeah. when it comes to everything else and building the dream house and now talking about like all the things that I want in there, it's yeah. not the materialistic, it's living the fuck the way you want to be. Because for so yeah. long in our lives, you know, we're told that you look a certain way, whatever it is, you know, you're not going to be smart, you know, you're whatever it is, you know? So I was like, it, it, it was just funny to me because it's like, you know, you, you thought about it for so long, you've walked into rooms, people are fucking shocked when they find out that you're actually smart and they're like, Oh shit. And yeah. you know, I'm looking at you. And, and, yeah. and that's what pisses me off. You know, it's like a lot of people don't fucking understand that. They don't understand how you walk in a room, fucking heads churn. And then all of a sudden everybody's looking at you, you know, they're looking at what you're doing, definitely pay attention to the way you speak. And I'm like, you know what, if you can yeah. be able to show that power and then get those things and then show your kids, Hey, it doesn't fucking matter. Like don't listen yeah. to these motherfuckers because they ain't yeah. paying your bills. They ain't doing anything for you. Right. That's right. gonna be the game changing. So appreciate you for coming on today, brother. I'll leave you with yeah. the last question here where I get you on a second time later. But what would you say to the previous version of ourselves who's looking to recalibrate our mindset? We don't yeah. know where to start. We're just trying to align ourselves with our definition of success.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think it tied right into that vision board, man. I think success looks different for everybody. I remember I used to I used to say something all the time, be the first millionaire in my family, not the last. And I think just that, just me writing that down, me saying that every day, I could have just said, yo. being first millionaire in my family, but it's the thing that I ended and say the last, right? And I think that we just have to, we have the opportunity to manifest and you know get anything we want out of life. It's just about us aligning ourselves with the vision. It's going to take you some sacrifice. It's going to take you some isolation. It's going to take you some separation, right? It's going to take you all these things to be able to hit the next level. So you got to take inventory of the conversations that you have. Is this congruent with my goal that I want to hit? You got to take inventory of what people are talking about. You got to take inventory of what you watching, what you eating, like all of these things, like when you go ask or something from the universe, it's gonna give you back what you asked for, but you gotta be aligned with it. You can't say, yeah, I wanna become a millionaire. You gotta become the person that obtained a million dollars. And when you actually hit a million dollars, like you don't, like people don't just come out of the blue with balloons, confetti, and be like, oh, you're a millionaire now. It don't work like that. I hit my million dollars. I didn't even realize I did it. I was like, oh, it didn't feel like nothing. But you just gotta be aligned with it. Like the one thing that I would tell people is like, what you tune into, you turn into. So if you're watching Netflix all day you're eating crap, you're talking to people about crap, that's gonna show up in your life. If you take inventory of the conversation, you say, man, does this conversation of this person talking about they baby mom, they baby dad, the problems that they had his life, does this resonate with me and where I'm going? And as you start to limit those conversations, you'll start to understand that your tolerance for those things become lower and lower, and your discipline for the other things become higher and higher. And you start to draw those things to you. And for me, you know, most people, that's probably the hardest thing with success. Is you have to sacrifice and change those things in order to get what you want and then your relationship and all the other things from the people that you had history with start to change because they they can't see you as the new person they only know you as the old you and trust me if you just dedicate 369 months to really really going after goals and going after your dreams despite what anybody say your future self is going to thank your present self right now so
0: that's what I got. Hell yeah, brother. And I, I definitely <laughs> love that because that's something that I've learned. You know, it's like the more that you do shit, you definitely learn it. And I started getting that fire. And then I heard the quote, you know, your frequency is what you frequently see. Yeah. And it, and it's true as fuck because people come at you with some bullshit and you're like, bro, you know what it is? Like my boys are over here talking about partying yeah. or whatever and it, and it's just like, hey, man, like, I got fucking kids, I got to show up and get this workout in three, four, five in the morning, like, that's Sick. not gonna fucking help me if I'm shit faced and then I'm hung over that. So I stopped hey, drinking. And yeah. then definitely, you know, just hearing people or them justifying their amount of drinking or whatever the fucking making excuses, you're just like yeah. looking at them. And you're like, hey, bro, like, I don't, I don't even need to tell you what you need to do. You're telling yourself by what you're yeah. fucking telling everybody else. So Oh, love the the way that you said that brother thank you thank you bro thank you and and last thing here man where could people find you if they want to keep up with you they want to hear more of your story
1: oh definitely man follow me on instagram that's that's mainly where i be at runway underscore billionaire that's r-u-n-w-a-y underscore billionaire
0: perfect but we'll have that in the show notes thank you my will definitely have you on in the future
1: appreciate it thanks
0: there it is that's my man maurice runaway billionaire bowman he was an amazing individual amazing guest you guys are going to love them. Go to Facebook, join the winners for calibration group, sign up for our newsletter if you really want to fucking win. I'm
1: not sure why they act like tools can't win at the same time. It's more than just sales and scaling your business with me and my When the kitchen got hot, we kept it moving. There's always room for improvement.